Canada Conversations is brought to you by Deloitte Canada, helping you navigate the complex challenges your company faces through recovery and enabling you to thrive in the new normal. To learn more, visit Deloitte.ca. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. My guest today is one of four Canadians hired last year to run a major global automaker's operations here in Canada. He's lived coast to coast and manages to keep his finger on the pulse of seemingly every different market in our vast country. He started his career at General Motors, spent time with Hyundai, and even worked with Canadian transportation giant Bombardier. But in 2017, he joined Nissan Canada as Vice President of Sales Operations. In May of last year, he was promoted. My guest today, here to talk about Canadian pride, sales, COVID-19, and product, is Nissan Canada President Steve Millette. Glad to be here, Greg. Appreciate it. It's our pleasure having you. Um, Let's start with this. Uh, We now have David Klan leading Mazda Canada. Dean Stoneley is the President of Ford Canada. Matt Gurgis is the Managing Director of Volvo Canada. And you are at the helm of Nissan Canada. All of you are Canadian. What does being a Canadian leading the Canadian arm of a major automaker mean in these types of positions? That's a great question from a a Nissan Canada perspective, actually. Um, When I was appointed, I was actually appointed as the first Canadian to occupy the role. Uh, So really a sense of pride for me, a sense of hope, I would say, for all my uh, Canadian colleagues, uh, either abroad or here in Canada. Uh, really to to show that there is uh, potential for uh, Canadian talent to be promoted to these levels. I, I think if you ask the dealer, um, the the dealer are very the dealers are appreciative of having someone that understands the market. Um, you know, many of these people that you've mentioned, myself, uh, I've lived right across the country. So not only have I traveled to Winnipeg, I've lived in Winnipeg and and Calgary and Vancouver and. Montreal and Quebec City. So I've been I've been all over, not only as a tourist but as a citizen of that uh, of that province. So I, I understand the markets really well, develop really good relationships, understand uh, you know what triggers Canadians and and different aspects of the business and and right across the country. So I, I think from a from a dealer perspective, from a um, OEM perspective, um, you know we're personally invested in the role. We want to succeed on behalf of our uh, fellow Canadian dealers. Um, I think the dealers would say that uh, from their perspective as well, um, you know, whether the person is Canadian or, or not Canadian, it doesn't matter. Uh, really, it's the, it's the performance and uh, the sense of direction that's very important. So from, from my perspective, it was very positive, really a sense of pride, gave my colleagues, Canadian colleagues, really uh, hope that uh, there's lots of potential for them to, to move up in this company. Uh, hopefully the first of many. How different is our market, really? How different are the consumers or the customers compared to, say, even south of the border in the United States? I'd say the the, the U.S. is a obviously a much bigger country from a population perspective. Um, you know, they, they too are very diverse from one coast to the next. Um, I'd say from a Canadian perspective, I think uh, just understanding the severity of the of the winters, uh, understanding the severity of uh, the seasonality of our of our industry, right? It's not a it's not a twelve month of the year stable industry. 
Uh, it oscillates quite significantly on the new vehicle side, on the used vehicle side, uh, with the with the seasons. Um, on, on top of that, I think just understanding the opportunity from, uh, for example, just take winter tires, take the service, uh, all, all the after sales uh, opportunities in Canada, they would be very different than than the than the U.S. So, very diverse from coast to coast. Uh, parts of our con- of our country would resemble. Uh, the U.S. and then as you move perhaps to the province of Quebec, traditionally more of a European flair. Um, it's it's uh, it's a bit different doing business in Quebec than it would be out in in Vancouver, as an example. Um, and if you're born and raised, uh, worked at an OEM in Canada, I think you uh, understand those uh, those divergences quite well. So you've been on the job now for almost uh, 14 months. What's the first year been like for you? Well, it's been a year of challenges, uh, to be honest with you. Um, you know, with especially with COVID uh, over the last uh, several months. Uh, but it's it's been a positive year, I would say, from uh, transition into the role. Um, you know, working with my team, really solid team, working with the dealer body. Um, it's been it's been a positive role. We we had initiated a couple years back. Um, I would say the theme of quality of sales, right? That uh, we wanted to be a different company in three to five years than perhaps we had been the previous three to five years. And, and by that, uh, we knew that we would have to sacrifice some volume. Um, as, as an example, we, we had made a decision to uh, uh, you know, significantly reduce rental volume. Uh, rental plays uh, a, a role uh, in, in our portfolio. But from our perspective, we, um, you know, we, we felt we needed to invest more resources into the pure retail side of the business, uh, increase the, uh, you know, the, the brand power, uh, increase the residual values of our vehicles for both us, the dealers, and the customers. Um, so I'd say that the roadmap, the North Star that we had set 14 months ago, coming into the role, or it's the exact same North Star today. We just had to take a bit of a a curveball with uh, with the COVID uh, issues since uh, since March. You mentioned it. Uh, I mean, it's obvious that COVID nineteen has changed the way everyone does business, not just dealerships or automakers. Um, it's put a spotlight on health and safety. Um, how has the virus changed things at Nissan Canada dealerships? Is is there a top down safety protocol that dealers are following? Um, do they develop their own based on regional health unit information? I just wonder what that looks like on the dealership floors when it comes to health and safety and COVID nineteen. Well, I I would say it's a bit of both, uh, and perhaps a third party. So from a uh, Canadian perspective. Um, there was really strong uh, direction from the uh, uh, from the dealer boards, uh, you know, out in Montreal. The Montreal Dealer Association had uh, proposed initial COVID uh, standards. The CADA did the same for the balance of country. Um, and for us at Nissan, we also um, sort of uh, came out with specifications, brand promise in terms of um, sanitation. Uh, requirements from uh, from the dealer body, so it's it, it's a bit of everything, but they're all aligned in the same direction, and it's all the health and safety of employees as well as uh, as customers. And I'd say our dealers make that turn really really quickly because it was essential. It's it's uh, it's the nature of the business now. You can't you can't be in business and you can't inspire confidence if you are not uh, doing those basic steps. In the United States, some dealerships, um, generally speaking are charging extra for things such as vehicle delivery or vehicle sanita- uh, sanitization. Is this something we'll see at Nissan Canada stores? 
I, I'm not aware of um, of uh, U.S. Um, um, dealers uh, doing this or OEMs supporting this uh, in, in the in the U.S. Um, I, I have not seen this in Canada. Certainly, it's not uh, it's not something that uh, that I'm looking at for the moment. I think um, our, our dealers are focused on ramping up their staff. Uh, I'd say they came on more quickly on the after sales side. There was a lot of demand in Canada for uh, servicing repair. Obviously, the tire season swap in, in the provinces that uh, are high in tire seasons, they uh, uh, they were delayed. And, and then when the uh, you know when those uh, jurisdictions could open up, uh, there was a lot of pent up demand. So I would say our dealers have been ahead of the curve, but I'm not aware from um, you know from a charging perspective, additional for the work that is done. I, I think our dealers want to inspire confidence vis a vis the consumer. And, um, you know, part of part of being in business now is doing these sanitization uh, protocols and it's it's just cost of doing business. Yeah, it's almost like sending the message um, free of charge that we are clean and we are safe and you can come here with no concerns, right? Correct. We'll hear more from Steve Millette after this short break. The COVID-19 pandemic has had an unprecedented impact on the world's population and economy. Social distancing and self-isolation measures have taken consumers out of the auto retail market, while concern over worker safety continues in manufacturing facilities globally. An increasingly distressed supply base is facing the potential for large-scale liquidity issues, which may lead to increased M&A activity throughout the ecosystem. Significant uncertainty remains around the permanence of current consumer behaviors and the extent to which they will be able to re-engage with the sector. Through Deloitte's State of the Consumer Tracker series, We discuss timely data and trends and highlight key consumer insights. We also explore how behavioral preferences take shape over time to allow businesses to make strategic decisions in this dynamic market environment. The ongoing survey results are also available via an interactive dashboard, the Deloitte Global State of the Consumer Tracker. Check in every two weeks to explore new consumer insights and emergent trends. Welcome back to the show, where we're joined by Steve Millett, the president of Nissan Canada. How has this pandemic shaped uh, leasing in terms of, and you touched on it a moment ago, um, in, in determining residual values, um, which ultimately affects pricing? Um, is it just a guessing game right now on residual values, or is that getting easier de- to determine as things reopen a- across the country and in the biggest market, Ontario? Uh, that's that's a very good question. I, I don't know that someone has connected those Thoughts quite uh, precisely at this point in time. What I what, what I can say is that um, you know for us at Nissan, um, customers that had lease terminations over the, of the last couple of months, um, some of them were offered uh, to extend the leasing. Um, you know their their leases by a, a few months. Uh, uh, you know we've looked at uh, uh, payment uh, deferrals. Um, you know for customers that had issues during the COVID timeframe. Um, we we all had an, uh, an expectation that used car prices would be much weaker as the auctions opened up, and, and perhaps for a very slight temporary moment that was the case. But what I can say is that uh, the pricing, the the remarketed values have rebounded very very significantly in the Canadian marketplace right now. Most dealers would tell you there's a shortage of uh, of used vehicles. So uh, from a, from a recency data point. Um, there is um, very significant demand for used cars. The prices have rebound uh, in a positive way. In terms of us as an OEM and how we see leasing today versus six months ago, uh, no different. It plays a very important role in our portfolio. 
Um, we continue to rely on third parties. When we set residuals, we rely on, on third-party assessments uh, like ALG. I mean, that's their, that's their core expertise. And, and what I can say is that, um, you know, with all the actions we've taken over the last uh, couple of years, they're starting to pay off big time on residual value improvements. So for us, leasing is a core uh, play. It's important to us. It's important to our dealers, uh, obviously, from a retention standpoint. Um, and all points are pointed, or all, all data points are, are heading in the right direction as far as residual values are concerned. Analysts were somewhat surprised by May sales numbers um, down not nearly as much as they were originally forecasting back in um, March and April. Um, and I'm talking about the market in general. I just wonder. Um, where you see us going from here? How long before we're back to normal in in some sort of sense? And um, were you also surprised by May sales, um, generally speaking, in, in the new vehicle market in Canada? Uh, yes to that question. I, I would say from from my perspective, uh, the way the uh, the team at Nissan Canada, we, we reacted at uh, at the onset of COVID is we wanted to take a conservative approach. Um, obviously, cash flow management became, um, you know, for us as well as for our dealer body, what was important for us was to reassess what uh, the game plan would be uh, in the short to the medium term. Uh, we had made estimates for April, May, and June. I would say conservative estimates uh, based on, um, you know, third-party data um, and. Uh, I would say that we undercalled those estimates in April, May, and June. So, um, you know, we were hoping the, the industry would be better than our than our projections, and uh, and it has been. Um, and so, that was a really strong rebound in May, uh, despite like a region like Montreal, uh, you know, just being open for the last week. Um, and this month, um, you know, I would say that the industry is actually quite robust, um, you know, from a pure retail perspective. I couldn't really speak to the fleet business. I, I would suspect that uh, when all is said and done, the market will be down this month. Uh, but I think it will be down much more significantly on the fleet business. And uh, we are seeing some pent-up demand on, uh, on the retail side of the business. Something Nissan Canada clearly has going for it. Um, it seemingly almost has had this going for it is the Nissan Rogue. How important is that vehicle for Nissan Canada? It's huge. I'm, I'm very excited about uh, the Nissan Rogue. Um, we, um, you know, we, we showed our dealers uh, a number of products, some of which we can't speak of uh, at the moment, but uh, they, they saw a bunch of products last year. One of them was the Rogue. And uh, I would say they were very, very excited um, you know, it's, it's our, it's our core vehicle line. It's our number one, um, nameplate, uh, in the country. Um, you know, we sold over, uh, 300,000, um, units, 312,000, I guess, since 2007. So it's, it's, uh, it's a core nameplate for us, but the vehicle has been completely reimagined, reinvented. It's, uh, it really is a strikingly beautiful exterior design when you get into it it's it's uh, even more so beautiful on the inside um, and it's also been tested specifically for the Canadian market we've uh, we've set up a new quality group in Canada I would say a couple years ago uh, with the sole purpose of testing all new products that we'll be bringing bring into Canada um, and so Rogue was the very first one that from you know from the onset of design the Canadian knees the cold weather uh, climate uh it's been taken into consideration since uh, day one so it's 
not only a beautiful design inside and outside, it's been tested for our market. So the quality will be extremely uh, positive. And I'd say the, the pride that our dealers have in this product is very palpable. It's, uh, it's very exciting when you have one of these uh, core products that is about, uh, about to launch. So uh, for us, it's, uh, it's big news. Um, you know, it's big news for Nissan Canada. It's big news for uh, our dealers. And I think um, from a loyalty perspective, our customers will love what they see. And I think from a conquest perspective, um, those that do not own a Nissan right now, I think this is the type of product you need uh, to uh, to attract uh, the competition's uh, customers, perhaps. Um, it is it is really uh, a class above in terms of uh, fit and finish, uh, quality. Um, it, it it shoots higher than its uh, its weight, probably. Uh, but we are expecting big things from uh, from the new Nissan Rogue. You mentioned the word I was going to use in my next question, Conquest. How do you win over even more customers to that vehicle? How do you make them choose uh, an, a Nissan Rogue at this point if they're driving something else? Well, we've done this quite successfully, I would say, uh, since uh, 2012. If you look at the roadmap of Nissan Canada uh, from 2012, let's say, through 18. Uh, you know, sales grew about 85%, um, primarily on the strength of new customers coming into uh, into the family. Um, so for us, I think the product itself, uh, you know, just from a design perspective, a quality um, perspective, I think it will attract, um, because it is the largest segment in Canada, right? Like perhaps not the last few months, we've seen full-size pickup trucks rebound significantly, but on a consistent basis, this is by far the largest segment in Canada. And uh, I think the design will attract um, a lot of customers our way. Uh, one question I did have about the Rogue. The, the, the federal government uh, has plenty of green initiatives. Um, the greening of the auto industry and its customers is something that is sort of coming to the front now. Um, how do Nissan Canada dealers and their customers feel about Nissan's de- decision to not equip the Rogue with a hybrid engine? Well, we, we can't speak to, uh, to future product plans. Um, certainly at the onset, what we did communicate was uh, the one engine strategy. So um, uh, a new generation 2.5 liter. Um, so we, we believe that for the core of the segment, the core of the market, certainly we have what we need uh, to, um, you know, first of all, it's a very fuel efficient uh, uh, powertrain. Um, and then in terms of, uh, you know, the, the EV uh, market, obviously we have uh, LEAF, uh, we have future announcements, uh, you know, that we've hinted at. Uh, but in terms of what Rogue is for model year 21 at launch, uh, we, we did communicate uh, that it would be a one engine strategy. Um, you, you have seen, um, I think, from a global perspective, um, you know, we tease the world with the, uh, with the area concept. Uh, which I would say is Nissan Rogue size ish, uh, but um, you know it's a full EV vehicle. So uh, more, more to come on that uh, product, but I, I think uh, you know it's it, it's safe to assume that Nissan is uh, uh, is very focused on uh, on uh, on being a uh, fuel efficient EV green company, um, and uh, I think you'll see uh, some some mixture of products and, and applications in our portfolio. Some teasing and some hints there. I like that. Uh, appreciate it. Um, I, I'm going to leave you on this, and I'm sure the answer varies for everyone, especially now in, in the times we're living in. But I'm I'm curious, given the pandemic and sales were down last year for Nissan, I think about 22%, what would be considered a successful year for Nissan Canada? Can you even picture that given 
all we've been through in the first six months of this year? Um, successful year for Nissan Canada? Absolutely. Um, you know, for us, it, we, uh, as I said before, if you look at the total sales number, um, you might be, you know, deterred by the fact that we have uh, reduced significantly on the uh, on the daily rental business. Um, so uh, for me, success at the end of this calendar year, at the end of this fiscal year, uh, is, to, is to grow our pure retail business. So no matter what the size of the industry, uh, we have aspirations to, uh, to hold our own and to grow our, uh, uh, our pure retail side of the business. So the business that goes through our dealers, it's to grow the commercial fleet. Uh, so it's an important segment in Canada. Uh, we want to grow the commercial side of uh, fleet. So this is our team at NCI, as well as uh, as the dealer uh, fleet uh, managers. Um, I'd say on top of that, um, you know, the fact that uh, we've kept our employees uh, safe and healthy, uh, we've uh, reinvented who we are uh, through uh, work from home and using Zoom technology. And, and, and I would say that we are communicating internally like never before, although we are fairly distant from one another. And I would say the same with our dealers. We have uh, monthly touch points, we have more and more uh, one-on-ones even or, or one-on-one with groups uh, that, uh, that have Nissan stores. Uh, so a lot more quality time in terms of strategizing, uh, you know, talking about the issues. Um, and, and not that we weren't doing that before, but probably not as much uh, and as effectively as we are today. So to me, just, just having the, the continued support of the NCI team, and I think they are very engaged, as, as engaged as they've ever been. I really have a great team. Uh, and the same with the dealers. And I think everybody understands the game plan and delivering on that game plan. Um, although it's, uh, it's a hiccup, the industry will be down on a year over year basis. Uh, but it's, uh, it's moving in the right direction for us, you know, with Centra that uh, was launched with, uh, you know, Rogue that's coming down in the fall. We've, uh, we've spoken about Versa, uh, that uh, will also join the portfolio, uh, in this uh, calendar year. I think if we can do all these launches very successfully, it will be a very positive year for Nissan Canada. Well, I wish you all the best. Uh, I thank you for joining me on the podcast uh, today. It's much appreciated. Um, Good luck going forward, Steve. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. We reached Steve at his home in Clarington, Ontario. If you want to be a guest, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment on the show, email me at glayson.com at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous shows on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. That does it for this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. We hope you join us next time. So long, everybody.